Hi, welcome to the What Really Matters for Professionals Career Accelerator series, hosted by Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter. This episode is titled, How to Host Difficult Workplace Conversations. During a recent program that I was conducting, a participant shared the following workplace experience. I work 12 hours a day. We're under-resourced and there is no sign that we are going to get more people to help with our workload. I spent my last leave break in the office every day, even though I wasn't supposed to be there. I'm passionate about serving our customers and don't want to let them down, so I keep doing it. But I know it isn't sustainable, and the only way out for me is to leave my team. It seems crazy, but we aren't able to have proper conversations about these issues. Our boss will simply say, toughen up. So then I asked, have you ever actually asked your boss about this issue? No, but I know what he'd say, was his reply. How do you know what he'd say? I just know. Everyone in my team knows. Well, okay, if everyone knows, then you must have examples of your boss saying these types of things. So, what are your examples? The participant then went on to say, I can't think of any, but I'm sure they have happened. So I replied, Is it possible that you don't actually know what your boss's reaction to such a conversation would be? Well, yeah, I suppose it is possible, but but it's hard. How do you have such conversations with your boss? He's under as much pressure as we are. At this point, our conversation changed. We had now discovered that a possible reason for not having the type of conversation that was required was because of a lack of knowledge regarding how to hold such a conversation. I then asked, how alive are your organization's values in the way that your team works together? His reply was, We use our values every day in the way that we interact with our clients, so they are very alive. Okay, I said, that is great. Have you ever had conversations with all of your team, including your direct boss, regarding how your organization's values should guide how you work together as a team, and including how they might help you to have team conversations regarding difficult issues? Hmm, he said, we've never had such a conversation like that at all. I suppose that because we're all professionals, we simply expect that we can be honest with each other. The facts are, we're not. Many people are scared that if they are honest, then they might lose their job. So while most of us are unhappy with the way things are, we never stop to have the type of conversation that that you have suggested. In the end, the only way out is to leave. I replied, if you could have what you want... Would you prefer to stay in your current job if the conditions were better, rather than to leave your team? Yes, of course I'd prefer to stay, but it has gotten to the point where I can't. So then I said, how are you going to prevent the same structure from happening in the new team that you are joining? I don't know, was his reply. I just hope that I'll have some time when it's not like my current team. Over time, I've had numerous conversations like the one just described. There are a number of complex issues that drive such a scenario, but there are ways to overcome them. One of the first ways is to recognise that the term professional is overused and holds little shared meaning to have any relevance. What may professional for one person may be unprofessional for another. 
I have continuously been amazed at how many times the phrase, but we are professionals, has been used really as an excuse for people to not be honest with each other. Yet this mental model is very powerful and often stops people from having the sort of conversations that they should have to enable them to achieve the success they desire. The second way is to recognize the power of unsurfaced mental models and how they can effectively create office ghosts that drive people's behavior, even though there is no data to support their existence. In our example in the story I've shared so far, Ghosts were raised regarding the boss's possible reaction to raising the issues regarding being overworked and under-resourced. Yet, when queried, there was no evidence available to support that such a reaction by the leader would actually happen. Over time, I've noticed how people bring a bad experience with one leader from one organisation and drag that experience into another organisation. While there may have been real data to support such a statement in a previous role, such a statement may no longer be true regarding the person's current leader. Yet the ghost of the past is alive and well in the new organisation or team. So critical yet difficult issues are never raised. Does this sound familiar? Learning how to dialogue is another way to learn as a team to have difficult conversations. A final way is to have a team conversation regarding the organization's values. Simply ask, how do our organization's values help us in the way we work together? Ideally, such a conversation should be conducted separately from any operational issues. In simple terms, you don't want operational issues to cause you to shift your focus away from how you should work together as a team. I also encourage you to include the following question in that conversation, and it is, how will our organization's values guide us when we need to have a difficult conversation, including how we might have difficult questions for the boss? What are your examples of how teams have created the conditions where difficult conversations are safe? Do you have conversations about how your organization's values guide how you work together? If so, please share your experiences with us. To contact Gary, please email gary at orgsthatmatter.com. That's G-A-R-Y at orgsthatmatter.com.